0: 7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabi Somusiya. Thank you and a very good evening and thank you for staying with us on SAFM Spot On. And well on SAFM rather and for joining us on SAFM spot on Tapis uh, is me and Katla Mudiba is producing the show and Sylvester Komane is our technical producer tonight we like to talk all things boxing on a Wednesday and uh, this evening will be no different we are going to look back at Tulani Mbenga's fight against Sebastian Formella in Germany last week you might remember last weekend rather you might remember that we did an extensive build up to this fight with Mbenga defending his IBO welterweight title and fighting outside of the country for the first time but he was in familiar territory as he told us because he spent some time in Germany as an amateur and was confident that he won't be phased. Well, it did not go according to plan with Tulanin Mbenge losing his title on points but that is just half the story because most people who watch the fight believe that it was a hometown decision and that Mbenge should have won including the commentator uh, Brian Mitchell who has agreed to speak to us tonight and will get his thoughts on the fight he says uh, that it is the worst decision that he has seen in his 50 years of being involved in the sport of boxing so we'll speak to brian mitchell we'll also get a word from tulani Benga's trainer uh sean smith it is tulani Benga's first defeat of course at uh, this one in germany and uh, then we are going to try to get to the bottom of what seems to be a contractual dispute between uh, the south african champion Tla-Tla-Kiha, and promoter ayanda matiti of cover promotions uh Iha believes that he does not have a valid contract with Ukaba but says that the promotions company won't let him go and they're threatening to take him to court. And uh, we have seen some correspondence between the two parties to this effect and we will speak to them to find out what is going on and also try to understand um, if Boxing South Africa does recognize this contract or not. There's also a South African that is fighting in Saudi Arabia this weekend, Ularatul He's fighting for a vacant WBC uh, title against uh, Dave Penna- Losa, and the big story here is that uh, this fight is actually on the undercard of an amir khan fight in saudi arabia so it is a big one then uh, four lights out to Omar El they're fighting for the vacant wbc silver featherweight title so we're going to try and get through to saudi arabia to uh, get a word from his trainer colin nathan ahead of the fight and uh, but before all of that i think uh, it's only fair uh, please allow us to send our condolences to james small's family the legendary springbok passed away today after suffering a heart attack at the age of 50 and um the irony of this is that we were due to speak to James Small last Friday here on this show on Flashback Friday's feature but on Thursday the day before the interview uh, he asked that we postpone it to this week and little did we know that would be the last time that we have a conversation or we speak to a uh, James Small so may his soul rest in peace and also Bafana Bafana uh, they're playing tonight we can't ignore that up against Nigeria at 9 in the quarterfinals of the Africa Cup of Nations coach Stuart Baxter has a good record against Nigeria but he doesn't want to get carried away this is not about me and how many times I've beaten Nigeria or my record and that this is about the team this is about South Africa and this is about again giving a performance putting yourself in the space where you can give a performance and if we can get close to what we played the other night I think we have a good chance and how is he approaching the game
1: I want to have a go in this game, and I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be shouting that from the rooftops. I'm not going to be shouting that from the rooftops. But you know, between us, I'm,
0: I want to have a go at them. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to have Percy Taylor playing like a left back, and I want to. I want to. I want to get people higher up the field, and I want to. And I think that's been something that we've not found that balance. You know that. So that's the word from Bafana coach uh, Stuart Baxter there and good luck to Bafana Bafana who play at 9 p.m. and uh, the first uh, quarterfinal is underway still goalless between Senegal and Benin. Up next we speak to uh, the legendary Brian Mitchell.
1: Hashtag #SAFM Sport on.
0: So let's get the thoughts of Brian Mitchell then after Tulani Mbenga's defeat to Sebastian Formella. A lot of people agreed with Brian after the fight that it uh, they were not happy with the decision. Brian, good evening from us. Thank you for speaking to us on SAFM.
1: Good evening, it's a pleasure to be on your show. I think you yeah, are firstly, in your on condolences to James' small family. Yeah. Uh, James was a a very good guy and obviously we have lost another legend. So yeah, rest in peace to uh, the legendary great James Small.
0: No, definitely, and thanks for that, uh, Brian. Uh, your words carry a lot of weight in the sporting fraternity. Let's go back to this Thank fight you. over the weekend, Brian. In your own words, you said that in your 50 years of boxing, you were shocked by a result like that. Was it that bad?
1: Yeah, it, it, it was. You know, at, at the end of the day, I, I did review the fight again because obviously I commentated on the front of the line. and I'm I'm sorry, in Bengi because I'm South African, of course, and I I did see Bengi winning comfortably uh, when I commentated the fight. In reviewing the fight, I saw it a little bit closer, but my statement doesn't change that um, I think Tulani and Bengi definitely deserve to win the fight. Mm-hmm. I think he took his foot off the pedal, but in uh, later rounds. And allowed the German to come back in jet, um, but I don't see how, especially the one judge added four points for the German. Uh, yeah. I definitely think Tilani and Dendi deserved that, not there. Even and though his best performance,
0: even though he was doctor point for those low blows, do you believe he still did enough?
1: Yes, definitely, I think so. You know, I mean, after twelve rounds, um, I mean, it's only one point that is deducted. Although that, that would have made a big difference because he lost the round as well. Mm. So Tulani and Bengi lost that round by 10-8 because he he lost the round and he lost the point. But I still believe that Tulani and Bengi did enough to win the fight.
0: You were known as the road warrior, Brian, for defending abroad. How difficult is it to do that?
1: Look, it's very tough because, and and like Tulani and Bengi, realise now, you're against the odds because the judges are rather neutral. They're not going to give you any favours. The referee is definitely not going to favour you. And, and the crowd's against you. So, you know, when when the local guy throws a punch, the crowd roar. And when you throw a punch, the crowd boo or they keep quiet. So it's very, very tough fighting away from home. And it was always going to be tough. But you need to lift your game when you fight away from home. And I don't think it was Tulane being his best performance. But I certainly still believe he, he did enough to win the fight.
0: And what was your scorecard? You mentioned the one judge at one one four, one one three, the other one one six, one one two, and I think one one five, one one two.
1: Yeah, that's right. So one judge at uh Pilani and Bengi losing by four points, another yeah. judge by three points, and another judge by oh, one, one point. Um I don't see it at all like that, you know. I I would say in Bengi shaded it but by probably about two points. Mm. So how our, our judge scored four points in favour uh, of the other way. Sometimes I just don't know how these judges see fights. But um, without even being biased as a South African and a friend, I'm a good friend of Mbengis uh, as well and the Smith camp. I, uh, I certainly think he deserves to win the fight. And fair must be fair. Boxing is such a tough sport as it, as it is. Yeah. You know, why be unfair in the sport of boxing? Yeah. And take a guy's world title away from him by a bad decision. But it was three neutral judges, but I still don't understand what. How they scored the fight, I guess.
0: And and you were full of praise for Mbenga during the fight. What impressed you the most with with him on Saturday night?
1: Well, in Mbengi, what I lucky. Like about in Mbengi, firstly, he's got a great work ethic, you know, he works hard. He trains hard, and the showman's not training him very hard. And he comes to fight. Mbengi, when he come, when he gets in the ring, you know you're going to see a fight. You're not going to see a guy running backwards and and being a spoiler, as I call it in boxing. In Mbengi, comes to fight and. As I said, I don't think it was his best performance, mm. but he always comes to fight. You know, he was trying to land to the body, and unfortunately some of them were a bit low. He was throwing the right hand a lot. I think what he went wrong, is he, he neglected his jab, and he, by trying to knock the guy out, he, he stopped boxing. And I think that caught the judge of eye. But um, he's a good fighter, you know, he's a good all-round fighter, and I don't think he deserves to lose that part.
0: And if I understand you correctly, Brian Mitchell, you're saying that because he was fighting away from home, he should have been more clinical and he relaxed towards the end.
1: Yes, definitely. You do need to, to up your game even more when you're fighting away from home because no, nobody's doing you any favour. So where Tulani Bengi uh, left in the fight in the middle rounds, in my opinion, is he should have jabbed a lot more. He should have been more relaxed and used his, his boxing skills, which he does. And I think, you know, it's all a learning curve. You learn from every fight. But even though he, he wasn't throwing the jab and he was looking for a knockout in the middle rounds, round, I still believe that he won the fight.
0: Mm. And how do you see him recovering from this loss then since it was his first professional defeat?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, in the fight game, you know, many, many great champions have, have lost in the ring. I lost early in my career to Jacob Maraki and, 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 and beat him after that. As as a world champion, I never lost, but a lot of world champions have lost and have come back and and regained the world title and and kept winning. So it's not the end of the world for him. It's uh, it's a setback, but I believe Jelani Beng is good enough to bounce back. Mm.
0: And finally, I'm not sure how close you are to the action. Have they been speaking about a rematch? Is there anything that you can share with us that you know or you've read?
1: Well, um, Rodney Berman hasn't got back from overseas yet. He's, He's taken a short vacation after the flight. So we'll only really know when Rocky Berman gets back next week, um, what, what the situation is with the rematch. It depends on, on what contract they signed. Sometimes you sign a contract with an automatic rematch, and sometimes you don't. So it's going to all depend on, on what contract was signed, but, uh, most certainly those deserve a rematch.
0: Okay, great stuff. Brian Mitchell, thank you very much for uh, finding time to speak to us and just giving us again no, your thoughts on that my fight.
1: My pleasure. Thank you for finding
0: Okay, thank you. That is uh, the legendary Brian Mitchell then uh, talking to us about uh, Tulani Mbenga's loss to Sebastian Formella. If you did see the fight, feel free to call us on 891 It was televised. Uh, so if you've seen it, 891 And you can also send us a voice note on WhatsApp on 61 107 And we take SMSs on Facebook four one at uh, three nine one weekdays at 7pm and let's now catch up with tulani bangers camp uh, the trainer sean smith joins us on the line sean good evening thank you for finding time to speak to us on safm hello sean Okay, Sean can hear me. We're going to try and get him back on the line. And uh, while we wait for that, by the way, let me tell you that New Zealand are through to the Cricket World Cup final on Sunday. They are on their way to Lords, where they now await the winner of Australia and England tomorrow. Uh, they beat uh, India by 18 runs earlier today having posted 239 for eight in their 50 overs you'll remember that they resumed on 211 for five after the match was uh uh well it it went into a reserve day because of the rain yesterday so they faced like 23 balls today and reached 239 for eight so india needed 240 to win and get to the world cup final they got off to a horror start they were on 5 for 3 in the third over and then they were on 24 for 4 after 10 overs with KL Rahul, uh, Rohit Sharma, Virat Kohli all back in the pavilion for one and uh, there was a stand of 116 between uh, Jadeja and MS Dhoni but once they were out for 77 and 50 respectively the chase was all but over for India who were bowled out then for 221 with just three balls remaining in their 50 overs so what that means is that new zealand have reached their second straight world cup final they've never won it and if you remember before the tournament when we spoke to some betting guys on the show i did say that at 10 to 1 new zealand seemed to be the bet of the tournament here yeah, they seem to be good value i mean they even drifted to 12 to 1 at some stage so i hope you dug in there uh, to get new zealand at 10 to 1 or 12 to 1 but can they do it uh, let's see who they face between england and australia on sunday at lords but we do have sean smith back on the line now sean good evening from us on safm thanks for speaking to us
1: yeah how's it going
0: great man how is uh, tulani doing How has he taken the defeat
1: Um, No, he's actually, believe it or not, he's not uh, obviously disappointed, but you know, like I wouldn't say he's um, beyond repair or, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, he's he's, he's actually doing all right, believe it or not, you know, Mm -hmm. like I don't feel like, I don't feel like we lost, I just think we got, um, they gave us a bad decision. I wouldn't say we had an um, outstanding uh, performance, but you know I think we did enough to win. But yeah.
0: Well, a lot of people believe that you did enough to win. Is it a, a tough one to take?
1: Um, you know what? You know, in, in, in the hindsight it is. I think you know, like you went there, you go overseas, you're expecting you know like sports to be played in good spirits you know, that they, they give an equal opportunity, but you uh, must understand, when you do sport overseas, people do anything to win, and they start doing little things to like try to like, manipulate you and influence, you know, like your performance, the influence, the judges, the outcome, the officials, so, you know, like, we actually learnt a lot.
0: Mm. And, um, and, uh, yeah. and what are those lessons that you take from this defeat, Sean?
1: Uh, you know what you know, in like, hindsight it, 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 it seems all all um, this uh, you know like we're not happy with what happened in, in hindsight I like I look at the whole thing I said should we have been in Germany you know obviously like could be so came off a six month layoff mm. I mean Telani came yeah. off a six month layoff the build up you know like it built up a lot of like staying off that stage like a little bit of performance anxiety, you know, like you urge to get back in, almost too excited to get back in. So, like, the thing is for me not to keep him out so long. So, and then, like, you get built up into a big fight like this. Travelling is not easy, you know, and this comes with a lot of experience. And also, you know, when you walk into an arena, you can go into a South African arena like Emperor's and go and box there. You know, you'll get fans that will clap for you. This was like a football match, you know. The, the fans, when we walked out, I couldn't even hear like the song playing on the, uh, you know, like our song, our walking song. They were screaming so loud. It was actually just just crazy the the way they support their people, support their own. And you actually learn like that, and like you wonder why like the fans back home are not are not so behind our own athletes. You know, it's actually quite fast. You know, you're actually quite mind blown But I mean, I just learned that. I think Zelani had to learn this lesson for himself. I told him, don't get excited just stay in the moment stick to boxing don't get emotional Mm. stick to the fight stick to the game plan but you can't explain these things until you walk through an arena like that. they play your national anthem you know like you know you need to go out you know you need to probably knock a guy out to get the win I think all these uh, um, things influence your performance you know so you don't stick to boxing you know you sort of lose your way and then you do one mistake, you make a low blow, the ref warns you. All of a sudden, like, the fans start behind that and they start to build on that. So I knew, you know what, it's just a great learning curve. You know, like I said, if, if you look at guys who go overseas, they learn a hard lesson. They, they get knocked out, they get outclassed. I mm-hmm. thought Telani had a bit of a, um, a ring-rusty performance. I still think he won the bout. You know, to beat a champion, you need to beat him conclusively, convincingly. He didn't do that. You know, he survived, he looked good where he needed to, but you must understand the, the sport, the boxing, the, the sport of boxing, and that, it's a lot of external things that influence an outcome. So, but you know what? Tulane's in, uh, you know, like I spoke to him today, and saw how he feels and what he thinks, and, you know, he just said, you know what? From this I've learned, from this I've grown, from this uh, I think I'm going to find myself coach. Okay. So uh, I, I would rather us, and it sounds, I would never want this to happen, but I would rather him learn the lesson now and rather learn it later down the line when it's really, you know, too late or almost a bad lesson. I think we learned the lesson, but yeah, okay. look forward to him coming back and yeah, just to, to see what the, uh, you know, like the next opportunity, the next step is.
0: Okay, let me go to the line, Sean, if you can just stay with us. I uh, believe Lucolo sure. has called us. Lucolo, good evening. Hello, Lukolo, can you hear us? Okay, we're going to try and get both of them back on the line uh, uh, speaking to Sean Smith, Tulani Mbenga's trainer. We did reach out to Tulani. He said he's not able to speak to us tonight. But when he's ready, he will come back and speak to us. But you've heard from the trainer, uh, Sean Smith, there that he is in good spirit. He's not taking it that badly. And if you also saw the fight and you want to give your views, feel free to call us on 0891-104-207. Also, our WhatsApp number, we take voice notes on 061-4104-107. And uh, the SMS line is... Is four one three nine one. So if you want to weigh in on that, and also later on we're going to speak to, uh, we're going to find out what is going on between Tantachicha and Kaba Promotions. There seems to be a contractual battle going on there, and we're going to try and get to the bottom of this. We've reached out to all parties, and we've asked them to come on air. Abiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, we've got Sean Smith back on the line. Sean, you touched on that low blow before the break. Uh, Do you agree with the decision to deduct a point? Have you had a look again at the fight? Um. Well, yes and no. You
1: know, um, I understand. You know, like the promoter that you went to to pass on the show. You know, you know, he, he brought out Jimmy Lennon Jr. This day. They're very influential people, you know. So I'm saying, I I think they were alerted to say that if this guy makes any fouls or any inflection penalizing, you know, like I truly feel that, you know, like I'm not trying to sound like biased, you yeah. know. There's a difference between a, like a shot being on, the, on like the belt line and a low blow, you know. It's, you know, there's the difference. Sometimes, like a fighter, you know, like a guy would say, that's the belt line, it's not a low blow. So, listen, he was kind of close, and I uh, uh, stipulated to Tulani before the belt. I said, Tulani, do not go below the belt. Make sure you do not infringe, because they will look for anything to penalize you. And, you know, that can change the fighter's spirit, you know. All of a sudden, you do something, the crowd starts doing you, makes you tense, makes you throws you off your game plan a little bit and all of a sudden you start to become a little bit uh you know like a, the crowd starts to boo you and you start you know like to, it can hinder your like momentum and I think it's crucial also like the way that like officials start joking around and saying oh you know like a referee seeing low blows will give that to the challenges. so I was aware of it yeah you know, like he was on the borderline I think one or two were low but obviously it had a, Massive impact on the outcome of the fight, you
0: know? Yeah. And what was the game plan? Because we saw he went to the body a lot, but some felt he didn't use his jab enough.
1: No. You know what the story was? You can have a game plan until, like, you know, Tulani was super excited, almost overexcited, and I told him to not, to stay calm, stick to the job. I need you to box, I need you to out-jab, I need you to jab with him. Jelani had one thing on his mind as the fight was announced. He's going to beat this boy. And I think he thought that because he's going to Germany, he needs to knock the guy out. So straight away, Jelani became like a raging bull, you know. He he just wanted to take this guy's head off. And I was telling him in the corner, Jelani, you need to stop. You need to slow down, stop chasing. But it's just one of those things between, uh, you know, like the boxer when he's got his heart on a mission... He wanted to take the guy out. So, like, I think he started with the right, wrong mindset. And um, I think it's, yeah, you know, like, towards, like, the later round I think it uh, came came to bite us a little bit. You know, he was a bit overeager, and he started too hard, and he pushed the pace too hard. And almost at the end, it was, like, uh, difficult for him to to keep composure and stay calm. It's just Yeah. But, you know, like I said, you know, that's what sometimes a boxer has to do the lesson he needs to learn he become a better fighter you know he showed he's a stronger more game fighter but you know end of the day it's yeah I'll hopefully get the rematch ok let's
0: just go to a voice note before we let you go Sean we've got one that's come through on 61 Evening
1: 107 evening Mr. Messiah and Mr. Sean and the listeners to learn
0: here from Holland I was very disappointed after the, the fight I watched the fight but the, the results were so different the, I don't think they were fair, according to me, to what I've seen. But can Tulani bounce back? I know he can, but can it pass and can he bounce back? Get a rematch, then beat him fair here in South Africa. Thank you. Okay, thanks for that, Tulani. Clearly watched the fight there. What's next now, Sean? Is that
1: rematch on the cards? Yeah, you know what the thing is, uh, running Berman. Obviously, when a, you got a champion, you know, like a good promoter stipulates, uh, puts a rematch clause, and the rematch clause comes with when when we want to defend if we lose or challenge. So we have rematch clause in place. I saw Rodney Berman after the fight, and he said he he will exercise the right to rematch, and he can choose. Talking to the promoter afterwards, it sounds like they want to keep their boy at home. Mm. I think they're scared to get him outside, so... If they don't want to come and defend, the RBO can strip them of their title and then Tulani can get an option like to fight for his title back. Which I don't mind. You know, if we were brave enough, I think in hindsight, silly enough to go out in a first place. But understand, for Ronnie Berman and they to bring fighters in, it costs a lot of money or the rent dollar. So I thought Ronnie Berman was convinced enough that Tulani shouldn't have the problem and we took the risk. But in hindsight, you know, you know, like we should have maybe just stayed at home. But you know what? I think, if honestly, if you want Tulane to, to become a global star, you need to take a few risks. You need to see what he's like under the bright light. And maybe we got a bad decision. I think we still want the fight. But not like AJ, Anthony Ch- Joshua. Like the first time he fought out of the UK, he got knocked out by a far lesser opponent. I believe Tulane Benge... It's a great learning curve. It's a great learning curve. And I think it's the best thing, a blessing in this guy. Had he ever won that fight, you know what? He would have stayed the same, practiced the same, been the same. I think he's realized, you know what? I need to become the. You know, I just swam today. He said, Coach, this fight made me find myself.
0: Okay. Great and stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and that was so good to hear. His he spirits are not down. Yeah. I know some people are even happy I lost. He says they will never get me down, coach. I'm not negative, I'll never let negativity come and surround me and overcome me. This has made me you'll see coach. you know, like I'm gonna get back into it. Can't wait to get back and let's go. I wanna be off so long and let's go. So I think in hindsight this is gonna make Delani Benga a great champion for for the future.
0: Okay, great stuff, uh, Sean. Thank you very much for uh, speaking to us on SAFM. That's Sean Smith, the trainer of Tulani Mbenga. We did say that we he said he's unable to speak to us tonight, Tulani, but uh, as soon as he's ready, he will be. He will make himself available. We're still hoping to go to Saudi Arabia uh, to speak to Colin Nathan, ahead of Larato Lameen's fight against Dave Penalosa on the undercard of an Amir Khan fight uh, this Friday night in Saudi Arabia. So as soon as we make that connection, we'll get there. But another matter that we wanted to discuss was this contractual dispute uh, that's been dominating the headlines, especially if you are around the Eastern Cape, between and the the champion, of course SA champion, and Club Boxing Promotions, and uh, we are joined now on uh, the line by Andy Muchochisa, who is a boxing manager at ASM Boxing Management, and he's going to give us a bit more background about this uh, story and what is uh, going on here. Andy good evening from us here on SAFM. Thank you very much uh, for finding time to speak to us.
1: Good evening, man. Thanks for this. One. Thanks for having me.
0: Um. Firstly, before we get the background of this story, what is your relationship with Umtanla Chika? Uh,
1: Umtanla First of all, I'd like to make it clear that I'm, I'm a boxing manager mm. uh, under boxing of uh, and a boxing africa And Umtanla is uh, one of the few elite uh boxers that I'm currently managing, mm. uh, namely him, Santa Chika, and uh, Skeka so So, mm. so yes. So, yeah, well, I'm saying so. Uh, I'm his boxing manager.
0: Okay, so now we've seen, we've read about this contractual dispute uh, between Clubber Promotions as well as o- Like Can you just give us a background here? What is the situation right now?
1: <laughs> uh, good one there. Um, yeah, man. Uh, basically, uh, is, um, Akeha, everyone knows that uh, he's been fighting under the, the, the Clubber Promotions man uh the four fight uh, novice who were able to, to, to capture the championship of his bong and, and but what has transpired uh, since then um his his uh, previous manager who is uh t- the, t- the t- friend of mine and mm. uh decided to, to part ways with boxing um so after that happened chalde actually approached me to to, to become his manager because he was more um acquainted with me he already knew me as yeah, I was working very close with Andy uh, mm-hmm. when he became a, a, a pro manager. So shortly after that, um he then came to me suggesting that hey uh put in uh, I've got a problem man uh, with the promoter I'm fighting under. Uh assuming he doesn't want need to be to be managed by anyone as he puts it, that he'll make sure that everything of his is all taken care of. And then I decided myself to with him uh, and say, listen boy, uh, Instead of you uh, having uh, disputes and and disagreements and with how what how your future you wanted to to go about in the and boxing, I'll let it be. I'll just step aside and then you do your own thing with the promoter. And now this this started now, uh, and then we're approaching the matter fight. Mm, mm, and then this boy calls April. me again. And so, yeah, in April, and then he says to me, "Hey, but you end up with a problem here." Um, under under the under promotions, there, there, is, there is a manager there that manages the boxers that are fighting on the promotions. And now the feeling and what I'm getting, the sense I'm getting, I'm slowly being shoved into that direction to be managed by that by that certain manager, which he then uh, vehemently uh, stated to me that he doesn't want to to be managed by that uh, particular manager. And now he's having problems uh, making him, uh, the so-called promoter to, 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 to understand that he doesn't want to, to be managed by the other manager. Mm. And this is based on the fact that also the, the promoter in question, uh, meaning the club promotion, has stated that to him that he, they do not want him having a manager. So he was failing to understand why now, right. the of a sudden he's slightly shoved to that direction. So now I, I have worked with him quietly, Trying uh, to arrange whatever possible that we could be able to arrange for him, but which made it very uh, uh, uncomfortable for me, specifically with the fact that now I'm, I'm not supposed to be running his managerial managerial issues uh, based on what the promoter wants. But what really, really, really sparked um, the, the 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 so-called contractual dispute. Mm. Uh, is the fact that o- Untanga advised me after signing a contract for the Makere fight mm. he, he called me because uh, we discussed we actually spoke about it how much he was worth uh, the, the fight I've actually gave him a few numbers where I feel uh, he was supposed to be getting especially for such a such a fight you know with uh, the risk the reward uh, fighting a uh, uh, two-time former world champion you know uh, someone of Makere's caliber what he should be at least getting you know uh but he came back to me uh with different numbers which I was happy with the fact that he was happy with that. He signed a contract of seventy thousand uh provision. Mm. Uh every, every put it to me And did he get all so his that, money? Um he eventually he did. But what like I was I was, I was saying, what really sparked uh the, 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 the problem is the fact that after the fight Chanta came back crying to me saying, there is a problem. I'm asking what is the problem? He says, No, man. Um, instead of getting the seventy thousand he signed for, he had received thirty thousand. I'm not right. I'm saying, hi but how is that possible? He says yeah, he doesn't know he's been calling the promoter. But a promoter uh calls him to meet him, he shows an emails and he told him no, he had a problem with the uh, payments, I'm not sure what payments and now what he then what he then did he submitted a contract with the lesser amount. But he in mm. he, Chanta should not worry. He will be able. He will sort him out with the remaining of 40,000. This went on for quite some time. In uh, Chanta, even at my presence at the time, would call him. But he's looking for his money. when is he getting his money? I think he was promised of, of five or oh, four, five Wednesdays. No, next Wednesday, we're sorting it out. I'll mm. give you a man. No, let's meet. Let's talk. And also till totally divided. But here, I'm not meeting with you because every time, well, if you're going to give me my money, you're not supposed to be meeting. You're supposed to be depositing money into my account. So that went on for quite some time, but eventually I called me again, I think a uh, month or two after the fight, saying, hey, Putin, you know, man, I'm, I'm, I managed to get my 40,000 euros deposited into my account. Okay. You know, uh, and uh, if this is the commitment I'm going to be getting, yeah, I'm not safe. I think I want us to go back to that original arrangement I wanted to do for you to manage. To, to manage my business, to manage me. Okay, let's hold it
0: there. I want to take a quick break and we'll come back with more. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Well, speaking to boxing manager Andesu, i chochisa just about this situation regarding Untanta Kiha. We're still gonna to go to Saudi Arabia to have a chat with Colin Nathan. I heard of Laratol Daminis fight against Dave Penalosa, but uh, Andesu, before the break, you mentioned that there was an issue with the 70,000 rand. He got 30,000, and then later on, after uh, numerous attempts, he finally got his 40,000. And then that's when he said that he's not happy with this contract or he's not happy with where he is. He wants to get out. So, is he out of cover promotions? Uh, how, if, he, if so, how did you get him out? and uh, was, he, was he released amicably?
1: Um, that, that's, a, that's a very good question, Tabitha. So I think uh, before we can even discuss the fact that is he out with uh, Clubber kind of Promotion, I think uh, one would ask, was he in in the first place? Mm. Uh, the reason why I'm asking this question, Tabitha, is the fact that um, Kanka has brought to my attention and he has shown me the, the contract. Um, the contract that he, he, he signed with Clubber Promotion. You know, um, hey man, I'm, I'm I'm new I'm new in this business, but uh, I'm told and I'm advised, and I've also tried to to get some clarity from Boxing South Africa uh, about this contract because I, I first thing I noticed was the fact that I was under the impression that any contract that was is signed. By a, 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 a boxer that's under persons of Africa, must be approved. It is to be yeah, must be approved by person of Africa, and it must be on the template. Mm. Which in this case we've got a a, a, a cover if I can call it a cover contract, which is on the letterhead here or on the template. Mm. Uh, lots of things that are to stipulated. i want not get into, the, in, in, into those, but in any way, immediately for me that ran a few bills. And what I've tried doing after that, I've tried to get hold of, of course, South Africa on the issue. And they, 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 they being the administrators that they are, uh, uh, they, they said to me, first, before they can get into any, they can get to any discussions about the, the relations Q2 with, with, to the contract, and the 70,000 and the 40,000, they must have uh, approved a uh, managerial contract with the which we then did Mm-hmm. You no know, we, we managed and then because uh, in in the, in the boxing and, and this is no secret in the in the boxing industry um I, I'm quite acquainted and and uh have relations with a, with a, with a certain promotion uh, which only which not only did I, I only approach cuz I also proposed uh, was this approached, a number of promotional companies regarding this is, uh, but I must say, last person promotions were the ones who were the quickest to act and show the interest and, 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 a, and a bit of direction on what is the planning to move this thing forward. And I believe also on their part, which they have assured me, is the fact that they have engaged Potsdam South Africa on the, Africa on the of and and South Africa has reassured them uh, with the fact that in South as far as we are known, their records show, uh, show he is not contracted to any promotional company under boxing, uh, boxing South Africa. So, so officially, officially he
0: is uh, now contracted to Last Bond Promotions.
1: Officially now, as of the twenty sixth, I think the twenty sixth of June, he is contracted to Last Bond Boxing Promotions. But by uh, the promoter, Mr. Kalani mm. Mambuye, and this contract was signed by by the promoter, by Mr and I was there to witness that contract and also Mr. Kazamele of South Africa, the provincial manager.
0: Thank you. Mm, and by the way, we did reach out to all the parties and uh, uh, our promotions, uh, you might know that they don't speak on this show for reasons best known uh, to them and uh, that doesn't faze us. We're going to continue doing our job to the best of our ability but we did once again give them uh, the right of response in this matter but as usual they ignored us again and um, now, I want to understand now, has he been released amicably because there was a report in the Daily Dispatch that this matter could be going to court because Tower Promotions is not happy at that Ntanshla like Chieha is, is, is not with them. They believe that they still have a valid contract.
1: Yes, man. Um, I, I doubt very much, Tabiso. A reason why I'm saying this is because he's, he's been trying to call um uh, There's quite a few messages and texts that also Ntanshla has forwarded to me which are not... Um, which are not so how do say, are not so friendly, you know. I because mean, what has happened now, uh he tried to get hold of him to, to discuss a uh, way forwards and whatnot. And then Santa has made it very clear to him that you know, listen, I've got a manager now. What he should be doing is he should be calling my manager. Anything that's gotta do with my personal relations, you speak with my manager. Uh-huh. You know. And he has made uh and also Travel Promotions has um has uh Has noted that uh, they do not have any relationship with me and they will not be talking to me about anything. They only want to speak with him, cancer, as he is a contracted boxer uh, to them, so they do not speak to me. And uh, Ayanda Matiti also has called me, you know, he has called me this one afternoon uh, requesting that I must never, uh, in a very, I'm not sure whether he was trying to intimidate me or not. but. I think if he, by now he knows I'm not that easily intimidated. The say that I must never take one or, or one's office, any of his boxers to any gym. That's what his promotional company. That's what is that are promoted by him. Mm. And now the reason why you saying that uh, I'm not sure what his relationship with Luxon Boxing Promotions, but now there's a gym called Olunas Boxing Club, mm, mm. which all the athletes I'm are, 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 are managing. I'm are, are managing. I've, I've got a. I've got an arrangement i use uh, in terms of facilities i have all lunars boxing club so they they use i use all lunars boxing club as also as, uh, as, as, as my facility to to train boxers uh, i've already had a, uh, an arrangement set out for for me between all winners and myself as a management mm-hmm. you know so he was not happy with the fact that i uh, the prospector junior fair that is also junior and then he said we could meet. I'm saying Patino, you know, I've been calling you, I've called you before to meet and discuss this thing of this contract and what best to uh, handle this thing. And then he set an appointment for this other Friday at, at half past two. That day, you so I can tell you now. I called that guy from eleven o'clock. He never got back to me till two two yeah. weeks after when he found out that we had settled everything between me and me he called me as uh, someone in mutual me meeting. I'm so no, I'm not. I think where you should be starting is the fact that where have you been the past two weeks? Because I've called and called the sex. And, and just for the sake of
0: time, uh, we're going to have to move on. I know we were due to speak to Ntlantla Chicha, but I don't think it's advisable to put him in this mix, especially because we I don't have the other side of the story. But how has he taken all of this?
1: No, brother, um what I can tell you, um, from my side, um, I think uh he's a very strong lad, man. I must be honest. Um, it, it, I, I worried about him uh, initially when this whole thing started. Uh, trying to also establish if he's got the, the psychological nerve to, to handle with, with help with hold this uh, this his uh, situation. But I was quite impressed by He handled himself very well. Even when he speaks with the, with, with, with the sub promoter, he he is not sh- he's not shying away, man, from from stating his mind. And also, fortunately, for for me, uh, like in the team, I've got a group of guys that I'm working with. Uh, I've, I've got uh, in my team uh, some management. I've got uh, a sports psychologist in Miteko I've got, Cheneyeso. I've got a physiotherapist. I've got a doctor, Dr. Pocono. There's Ophelia's uh, a physiotherapist uh, that are working with me in my team. So he's also been communicating and uh, having a few sessions with Miteko So who is a renowned uh, clinical psychologist and also does sports uh, sports therapy. Okay. So he's also been assisting in that regard. So uh, mm-hmm. mentally no he's he, he sound, I must I must be honest. He's very sound.
0: Okay, Andy great. Thank you for speaking to us and giving us your side of the story. A lot of people have been asking for us to address this matter. They've been reading about it and they wanted to know what is going on. It is a pity that we cannot get all sides of the story. As I mentioned, uh, Clubber Promotions is not keen to speak to us. I'm sure you might remember the interview that we did uh, with him last year. And after that, I mean, things went sour and we're taking nothing back uh, from that interview. We did also reach out to BSA just to get some clarity. But unfortunately, we couldn't get somebody to come on air and see and where the manager is the only person uh, that was able to come on here and give his side of the story if the other parties still want to come on the platform is here, it is open, feel free to come and give us your side of the story because ultimately this story is about the SA champion it's about the young boy, Untlanta Kiecha. we all know how special he is and uh, we just want to make sure that his mind is right and that everything around him is uh, being done the proper way and it does seem that he is uh, affected uh, by all of this uh, at the moment but as you heard from Andy Sewe he's taking it better than uh, the thought uh, than they expected so I don't think this is the end of this uh, we do expect something to come back but we'll continue um, after the break though we're going to speak to Colin Nathan he's in Saudi Arabia with Amin.
1: Leading Sport Stories of the Day on SAFM
0: Let's go to Saudi Arabia now. That's where we find Boxing Trainer of the Year, Colin Nathan, who's there with Larato al who's fighting this weekend, uh, this Friday night or that day. Um, Colin, good evening from us, and thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM again. Viva Tadbiso and viva
2: SAFM. How you guys
0: doing? We are great. We are great. I mentioned he's fighting Dave Penalosa for the WBC Silver Featherweight title. What is the significance of this fight?
2: Well, obviously, it guarantees him the top ten in the WBC rating. Um, it's on a massive platform on the undercard of Belita Bamiya Khan. Um, a massive event here in Jeddah, in Saudi Arabia, and um, just great to be part of history. And, and it's, it's you know we're in for a tough fight. I know. I uh, just want to say a big shout out to Rumble Africa, Clamini's promoter as well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we've got a very good game plan. Um, you know, Lorato listens. It's going to be good. If he doesn't listen, it's not going to be so good. But you know, we, we prepared well, we his weight's really good. Um we're ready to rumble, man.
0: And and how's the heat there? Is it bearable, is it unbearable? Do you expect it to be a factor on fight night?
2: Um it's very hot. It's very, very hot. Um, you know what, we we've been here long enough. Um, you know, we can't use that as an excuse. Um we very focused on what we need to do. We've got a solid game plan, as I said. Uh, but it's, I'm not going to lie, it's, <laughs> it's boiling, yeah. It's really, really hot. It's a desert, man. Come on, you know how hot it is, yeah. <laughs>
0: and and how big is it? I think you touched on this. How big is it, though, to be on an Amir Khan undercard?
2: Well, it's a great platform, you know. It's just, um, its you know, Amir is obviously a global superstar in boxing, and um, he's obviously looking to reestablish himself against uh, Billy Dibb coming off his loss against Terence Crawford for the WTO yeah. version of the World Championship. So um, it's, it's obviously a very important, significant fight for him, too. Um, very close to Billy and Billy Hussein, the trainer of Billy And Obviously, I'd, I'd love for him to catch Amir with a, a good shot and you know, upset the odds. But, you know, obviously the whole, the whole show centered about Saudi Arabia and Amir Khan, so you've got to favor Amir Khan going into this fight by a wide margin, but it's just great to be part of history and it's great to be, you know, raising the South African bo- boxing flag here yeah, in Saudi Arabia.
0: And, and how easy or how hard is it, Colin, Nathan, to be part of history? Uh, because also last year you had uh, a Maruti fighting on a Mene Pacquiao undercard. Now you've got Larato fighting on a Amir Khan undercard. Uh,
2: it's just magic. <laughs> it's just Come magic. On, I'm very blessed and very lucky. Um got some great contacts around the world um, to make these events and create these platforms and opportunities for the South African fighters. And this is just the beginning. You know, I keep saying that I'm not off the Stalling Blocks yet. So, inevitably, Friday night's not about me, it's about the fighters. So, in fact, we've got this platform and opportunity um, he's got to perform and he's got to produce now. So he's got you know, many more for many South Africans that I'm involved with and African fighters going forward. Don't forget MTK Africa as well yeah. for MTK Global.
0: Are there any concerns though, considering that Larato has been inactive for some time? I think he last fought in October last year.
2: Um, no, he's had a really good camp. Um, I know we're up against it because Penalosa is a fearsome, frightening puncher. uh, softball, uh very much more than the Pacquiao kind of. Style and mold, and he's being mooted as the next best thing from the Philippines. So I know we're the underdog, and I know we have to box intelligently. And like I'm saying, we've got a, we've got a formula and a game plan that the rotter needs to follow, and you know, according to instruction. But um, you know, we're confident, you know, we, we've done the work, we, we've had a good camp, we've got great sparring, and, and I don't think that's going to be a factor going into this fight tonight
0: yeah and i was about to ask you about uh, penelosa they are uh, the reports that i've read a lot has been said about his punching but i understand it's also a big platform for him he also wants to show off and make a name for himself
2: yeah absolutely i mean you know it doesn't get better, bigger and better than than a, a superstar you know and, and fighting on the undercard of a superstars you know main event so i think it's a big platform in fact i i quite like this fight for both fighters you know, and as analysts, I look at it, and I think, well, it's a step up for both fighters, and it's a good opportunity for both fighters. And obviously, both fighters are leveling up, and, and in fact, this is the best fight, best opponent for both, both fighters. So inevitably, this is the right fight at the right time for both fighters. And actually, you know, whoever wins goes on to greater things. So, so that's why I like this fight, and that's why I think it's a great opportunity, not only for Loretta, but for Dave Penelos as well. Naturally, I want my guy... To win, and that's what we've prepared for. So I'm looking forward to this fight Friday night.
0: And, and with Lerato being the number one featherweight in the country, he's uh, does, 12-1, does this become the biggest fight of his career and his first one? Because it's his first one also outside the country.
2: Definitely. This is, this is by far the biggest opportunity, biggest moment of his young career. Um, and that's why he's prepared accordingly for this. We've had a good camp and he knows what's at stake. So, inevitably, you've got this opportunity, you've got this platform. He's got to make the most of it. There's no question. There's no doubt Friday night.
0: Okay, great stuff. Colin, we wish you all the best. What's the game plan?
2: To win. Diva, <laughs> <laughs> Nomaganjani.
0: Love you guys. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much uh, colin and nathan are uh, talking to us all the way from uh, Saudi arabia in jeddah that's where they are for laratul damini's fight against uh, dave Penalosa, lossa who is also looking to use this global platform uh, to make a huge name for uh, himself he is a 15 and oh this dave Penalosa with 11 and uh, knockouts uh, hailing from the philippines we know how tough filipinos uh, can be so it should be a cracker of a fight then on a friday evening that's where then we will leave it. We need to go and uh, support Bafana. Bafana up at 9 p.m. against Nigeria at the Caro International Stadium in that AFCON uh, score a final. Senegal have become the first country to advance to the semi final. Uh, they beat uh, Benin 1 0 a short while ago with Idris Gueye scoring the only goal of the match there uh, with 20 minutes remaining. So Senegal 1 0 against a 10 man Benin. And at 9 p.m., it is the big one. Bafana up against Nigeria we'll be back again tomorrow my name is Atabi Somosia thank you to Katle Komodiba, who's producing as well as Sylvester Komane our technical producer tonight news is up next and after that it is Songe Zumape